Welcome to Foundational You with Dr. Dean Hackett, the home of biblical teaching and cultural impact. We are so glad that you joined us for today's podcast. You can find out more about Dr. Dean, read his blog, and find more episodes at fdeanhackett.com. Now for today's episode. Welcome to Foundational You. I'm Dr. Dean. I am so glad that you've joined me today in this podcast. We're going to be looking at a subject that we actually began in the last podcast talking about. Is there a body of truth, a foundation of truth that is so reliable and so secure that we can build our life upon it with confidence and with absolute certainty that we are, we are living by the, those truths which, uh, which will truly help us to live a healthy, uh, vibrant, and uh, successful life. And, uh, or or is, is the postmodern deconstructionism true that uh, there is no absolute truth, that truth is relative, and uh, truth is what we choose to make it to be. And your truth may be good for you, but not necessarily for me. My truth is, is what I rely upon. And that can fluctuate because, because truth depends upon the situation, depends upon the person. And so truth is relative. <clears throat> and and how, do we, how do we come to an answer to that? Well, we, we discovered something very important last time, and that was that Jesus said in his Sermon on the Mount, this is recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7. Jesus said that whoever hears my words and does them, that they will be like a man who builds his house upon a rock. And when the storms came, and the winds blew, the hurricane forces of winds came, and the floods came from all of the hurricane forces, that house stood secure. But whoever hears my words and does not do them, they're going to be like a man who builds his house upon the sand. And when the hurricane winds came and the floods came, the house was destroyed. Now, when Jesus is talking about a house in that parable, he's talking about our life. He's talking about building our life. That when we build our life upon his words, hearing them and doing them, then we are building our life upon a rock. And when the, found, when the hurricane forces come and the floods from the hurricanes come, our house is going to stand secure. And if we, if we build our life on anything other than his word, if we hear his word, but don't do them, we ignore them. We, we choose to believe they're not absolute truth. We, we choose to believe there's another truth besides Jesus. We, we just, the, the, the Bible is not really God's word. We, we choose to believe that. And so we're building our life now on humanistic ideology and philosophy, human reasoning, <clears throat> and, and that. Then he said, when the hurricane forces come and the floods come, 
Our house will be destroyed. Our life will be destroyed. And I, I, think, I think it's really important that Jesus also said to us that uh, this, this is, the, the, you're, you're my disciple if you hear my words and you do them and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. I, I'd like to read those words to you from Jesus himself. It's found in the Gospel of John, chapter 8. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's the Gospel of John, chapter 8. And that is uh, verse, uh, verse 20. If you abide in my words, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus is wanting us to understand there is an absolute body of truth, a body of truth that, that has been given to us. And it's his words. It's his words. It's the Holy Scripture, the Holy Bible. And that as a disciple of Jesus Christ, when we abide in his word, when we build our house on his word, when we abide in his word, then we're going to know the truth, and the truth will make us free. But not only that, we're going to build our house on a rock. We're going to build our life on a rock. And Jesus has said to us, look, in this life, you will suffer tribulation. Adversities are going to come. Hurricane force winds are going to come. Floods are going to come. And, and when you face those things, but your house is built on the rock, you will not be shaken. It doesn't mean you're going to avoid storms. It just means the storms aren't going to destroy your life. And that is so important to you and I. But that's being challenged today. That's being challenged. It's even being challenged in, in some churches that the Bible is the infallible Word of God. That it is absolutely true. And uh, uh, the... Uh, I, I think a couple, a couple of the really, really famous attacks against the Bible and the infallible truth of God's Word was the novel written by Dan Brown. He wrote a couple of novels that have now been made into movies. The first was The Da Vinci Code that came out around 2003, 2004, something like that. And then later it was made into a movie, Direct Attack on the Holy Bible. And then a, a book that was uh, a bestseller that was written in 2014, came out in 2014, written by Simcha Yakobovici and uh, Barry Wilson, entitled The Lost Gospel. And, and uh, both of these and several other books that were, were direct attacks upon the Word of God being the infallible true word of God, that truth upon which we could build our lives. Let me read a statement from both of these books, if I may, please. The first one is from the Da Vinci Code. The Bible is a product of man, my dear, not of God. The Bible did not fall magically from the clouds. Man created it as a historical record of tumultuous times, and it has evolved through 
countless translations, additions, and revisions. History has never had a definitive version of the book. I, I, I hope you'll hang on to those statements. Man created a historical record. It's evolved through countless translations, additions, and revisions. History has never had a definitive version of the book. Jesus Christ was a historical figure of staggering influence, perhaps the most enigmatic and inspirational leader of the world has ever seen. More than 80 Gospels were considered for the New Testament, yet only a relative few were chosen for inclusion. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John among them. Aha! The fundamental irony of Christianity. The Bible as we know it today was collated by the pagan Roman Emperor Constantine the Great. Nothing in Christianity is original. Now that's directly out of the Da Vinci Code, pages 250 to 252. How about this one from the Lost Gospel? Constantine commissioned and financed a new Bible, which omitted those Gospels that spoke of Christ's human traits and embellished those Gospels that made him godlike. The earlier Gospels were outlawed, gathered up, and burned. Until the intervention of the Roman Emperor Constantine and Theodosius in the fourth century, there wasn't one right Orthodox or Catholic, that is universal, expression of the faith, but even eventually one version of Christianity, Paul's version, focusing on the resurrected quote-unquote Christ, as opposed to the historical Jesus, was endorsed by the power of the Roman emperor. After that, multiple Christianities disappeared. Suddenly, there was only one correct version sanctioned by the Roman state. Those versions that did not make it into the official canon were dubbed heresies and consigned to the flames. Again, that's a quote. Those, both of those are quotes from the, uh, the Lost Gospel. Now, <clears throat> accurate, inaccurate, uh, what, what about these statements? Because both of these publications and others like them are rooted in the Gnostic writings and the belief in the sacred feminine because Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene, the bride of God. Now, with such blatant attack on the validity of the Holy Scriptures, and the very validity of Christianity itself. What's at stake here? What's at stake? Well, what's at stake is the holy faith of Christianity. The whole faith of Christianity. Can we trust the Holy Scriptures? Is Jesus Christ the Son of God and the Savior of mankind? Is our faith and salvation that of the Holy Scriptures or something else? of a different faith recorded in a different set of Gospels? Is the Church of Jesus Christ the Church of the Holy Scriptures or that of the Sacred Feminine? 
Can we trust the Holy Scriptures? Are they reliable? Can we build our life on them as absolute truth? How do we get the Holy Bible? Is it accurate? Well, we want to look at, at those questions over this podcast and the coming podcast. And it, it may take a couple of them to really dig into this. But we've we got to answer this because don't you see your very faith and your salvation is anchored in this truth. This is not optional. We must know, is there a body of absolute truth upon which you can build your life? A body of truth upon which you can know that your sins are forgiven and you have a gift of eternal life. A body of truth upon which you can make quality decisions for your life and for your future. A body of truth that you can, you can deal with the craziness that's going on in our culture right now. Are there, are there absolute truths around which you can build your life, you can build your family, you can build your marriage, you can train your children, you can raise your children, solid and healthy lives? Is there a body of truth? And the answer is yes. Yes, yes, there is. And these attacks that have been made upon the Holy Scriptures and, and dozens like them, and there is a plethora, and you're, you're hearing it on talk radio, you're hearing it on, on, the, uh, on the news channels, you're hearing it on, on, the, uh, on CNN and, and uh, ABC and CBS, and you're, you're hearing it on, all, on the cable news, you're, you're seeing it in, on, on podcasts. You're seeing it on YouTube. You're hearing it on the late night talk shows. It is everywhere, this attack on the Holy Scriptures. This attack on those who believe the Bible is God's infallible word. And so we have to answer these questions. Okay? Some of the things that we're going to look at. Were there really more than 80 Gospels written and considered? What, were, what are the Gnostic Gospels? Are the Gnostic Gospels, are the Gnostic Gospels really older than the Gospels of the New Testament, than Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the other writings of the New Testament? How did we get our current canon? Is it reliable? Was Emperor Constantine the power behind establishing the canon, listen, and the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> well, we got to answer these questions. I mean, these are really, really important questions that we have to answer. We're going to launch into that a bit in this podcast and then pick it up in our next one. The, first of all, we got to understand God commanded men to write his words. It was a command from God, okay? Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. In Exodus chapter 24, verse 34, again in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 9 to 11, and Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 24 to 26. Let's read it, okay? Deuteron uh, let's go to Exodus chapter uh, 24 first. Um, 
Exodus chapter 24, verse 34. And Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 9 to 11. And uh, I'm going to read this passage from Deuteronomy chapter 31. This is right when, uh, when Moses is, at, is near the end of his life. And he's getting ready to transfer the leadership to, to Joshua. And these are the thin Moses called Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of good courage. For you must go with these people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you, and he will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. So Moses wrote this law and delivered it to the priests and the sons of Levi who bore the ark of the covenant and the Lord God and all and to all the elders of Israel and Moses commanded them saying all the all the end of every seven years and at the appointed time of the year of releases at the feast of tabernacle when Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses you shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. God commanded Moses to write. Joshua, chapter 24, verse 26, Joshua wrote a book. King David wrote, Matthew, or excuse me, in Mark, chapter 12, verse 36, Jesus refers to the fact that David wrote in the Psalms, and, uh, and we, we know that, that many of the Psalms were written by, by King David. The, apostle, uh, the prophet Jeremiah wrote in Jeremiah 36, verse 2, talks about him writing a book. The apostle Paul wrote 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 37, talks about him writing. In 2 Peter chapter 3, the apostle Peter writes something very interesting about the writings of the Apostle Paul in 2 Peter chapter 3. He talks about the fact that the writings of the Apostle Paul are Holy Scripture. Peter, the Apostle, refers to the writings of the Apostle Paul as Holy Scripture. Now, I want, I want to remind you that 2 Peter was written somewhere in the late 60s AD, okay? Long, long, almost 300 years before King Constantine, the apostle Peter is referring to the writings of the apostle Paul as Holy Scripture. Okay, so, so obviously the canon wasn't chosen by King Constantine. The apostle Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 1, that holy men of old wrote as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. 
That is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Holy Spirit carried them along. It is so important that you understand men did not write the Holy Bible. Men simply published it for God. God was writing it. Yes, he used the literary skills of all different men writing the 66 books of the Bible. There were, there were some who were just farmers. There were some who were fishermen. There were some who were extremely educated. Some theologians believe the Apostle Paul maybe had as many as three doctorate degrees. You, you had a statesman like Daniel uh, and, and uh, but these, you had, you had Moses who was extremely educated in Egypt. And so you had these great educated men, but you also had commoners. And, and they all wrote in their literary style and differently, but they were not writing their own words. They were writing the words that Holy Spirit told them to write because all scripture is given by inspiration of God. We simply publish it for him. We have no right to alter it. We have no right to add to it or take away from it. It's God's word. He wrote it. We simply publish it for him. I think it is so important that we grasp this truth that men did not write it, but we were writing the mind of God. Men were writing the mind of God. We're going to pick up with us more in the next podcast as we look more at how we got our Holy Scripture and how reliable are they? Can we trust them as truth? Father, teach us. Teach us. Help us to know your truth. Help us to trust your Holy Word as reliable in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining me in this podcast today. Thank you for joining us today. This Christ-centered biblical training is a ministry of Spirit Life Ministries. We hope that you are blessed by this podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues. For more information or questions for Dr. Dean, please contact us at the website fdeanhackett.com.